Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. Now, in its 175th year, Hillsdale is a truly independent institution where learning is prized and intellectual enthusiasm is valued. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. America, Mark Levin, our number is 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. I hope you listen to the entire hour so I can thoroughly go over what I think. I know the new media will not. They'll cherry pick, but that's the nature of the media, and I'll get to them. They're part of the problem. What kind of idiots storm the Capitol building? take it over temporarily and think they're achieving anything. What are you going to achieve by that? Absolutely nothing. Except for the left and the media who already hate our guts. Honest to God, what what do people think they're going to achieve by doing that? Do they think that the The D.C. Police Department, or the Capitol Police, or the FBI, or the Secret Service, or the United States military are going to allow them to hold the Capitol building? What is the point of that? Other than to give talking points to the New York Times, and CNN, and the Washington Post, and MSNBC, and Chris Wallace, and Juan Williams, and all the rest of them. who are talking about the mob, the hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people who were peaceably assembling and did not breach the Capitol building. Now they're the mob. Now, I want to be crystal clear about this. You and I, we are conservatives. You and I, we are constitutionalists. You and I believe in law and order. That is exactly why we condemn Antifa, exactly why we condemn Black Lives Matter. And all the looting and rioting and mayhem and killing and arson that took place all summer long. 
And if those groups had breached the Capitol building, we would be appalled. So we need to know exactly who these people are who did this. Some people are saying it's a false flag movement. They're sending me pictures of Antifa and so forth. Others are saying, well, that's, it was swell what they did. That's our building. I want to know who these people are. I want to know if they're going to be charged. Because they should be. They broke the law. What they did was criminal. No, it wasn't a constitutional crisis. No, they didn't stop us from counting electors. But what they did was criminal, lawless, idiotic, moronic. And we cannot have groups. I don't care who they are. I don't care what their cause is. Taking over our governmental buildings. Period. Stop. That's it. That's it. And I want these people punished. I want them identified and I want them punished. I want to know who they are. And we want to know who they are, don't we? I mean, you're going to go into the... on the Senate floor? Into Pelosi's chair? And do what? Take pictures of yourself? Send selfies to your friends? What the hell does that do? Absolutely nothing. And it didn't do anything. You know, have you ever been with a group of people and you're trying to do something productive, maybe you're at a protest, and then there's a few nuts, there's a few few kooks, a few wild men or wild women. And you say to the person you're with, geez, that guy's kind of a nut. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the lawless can't define us. We can't allow that to happen. The kooks can't define us. We can't allow that to happen. There are hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people who are peacefully protesting from all over the country there. Who didn't breach the Capitol building or they'd still be there. Who had no no desire to breach the Capitol building. They were showing their support for the president. They were protesting against a stolen election. But violence? It would never even occur to me to breach the Capitol building or any other building. They're the ones who pull down monuments. They're the ones who burn down stuff. We're not them. We're us. And the police? We say we support the police. And we're defying the police. So let there be no mistake about it. I'm watching this television. I'm watching this take place. And I can't believe it. What next? The Supreme Court? That's even less protected than the Capitol building. No, there is absolutely no defense for what took place, the breaching of the walls and security in the Capitol building. What if a senator was killed? What if a congressman was killed? 
What if the vice president was killed? This isn't a joke. People get on the internet, they're really tough. On the one hand, the left calls me a Nazi. And on the other hand, some people are calling me a sellout. I don't care. Call me whatever you want. I would never do this, and I would never tell my children that it was okay to do this, or my grandchildren that it was okay to do this. It's not okay to do this. Period. Period. But when you have Chris Wallace on TV talking about the mob, so hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people, he's sitting in his studio, he's not even there, are now responsible for this. It is outrageous. Or when Juan Williams is now blaming the President of the United States, Ted Cruz, and Josh Hawley, it is outrageous. The endless effort to exploit events is what infuriates law-abiding, peaceful Americans like you and me who are fed up with it. Who are fed up with it. No, there's no justification for this whatsoever. And then Joe Biden comes out and he gives a speech. He's a little late with his law and order speeches. Minneapolis was burning, Seattle was burning, Portland was burning, New York was burning, Philadelphia was burning. We never got a speech like that from Joe Biden, ever. The federal courthouse in Portland under attack for over three months in a row. And Nancy Pelosi, when the feds go in there, they're trying to stop it. And other Democrats call them stormtroopers. A reference to the Third Reich. And Hitler. All of this is unforgivable. All of it. All of it. To politicize events like this by media figures and by political figures is disgusting. It's outrageous. And I guess we don't support defunding the police anymore, do we? The Metropolitan Police, the Capitol Police, the National Guard, the FBI, the Secret Service are all in and around the Capitol tonight. The mayor asked the president to send in the National Guard, and he did. So I guess we don't support defunding the police now, do we? But what took place in the Capitol building today is a disgrace. It's a disgrace. And now the effort to exploit it politically by certain politicians and certain media figures pours further fuel on the fire. And they don't care. They say, we have to unite, everybody back off, but this one, this one, this one's at fault. The people who did this must be punished. For the sake of those who didn't. And to set a signal that it won't be tolerated. 
And that's the truth. You know, when I was a teenager, I think I've told some of you this, but not often. I would take the train from Philadelphia to Washington, D.C. with my buddy, Eric. And sometimes my buddy, Jack, would be with us. And we would sit in the galleries, and we would watch the House and the Senate, and we would walk around freely. It's not like it is today with all the barriers and so forth. And there was no problem whatsoever. Prior to this march today, this peaceful march today, when you go into Washington, D.C., you see a city that's burned out. You see a city where you, when the sun goes down, you better not be on the streets. You see a city where they have to protect the White House because Donald Trump is in there. You see a city with businesses boarded up, the capital of the United States. And now this. And the media are showing photographs and videos of this looping it in over and over and over and over again to underscore what took place today. And they're going to do this for the next 10 years. That's what these idiots have done. That's what these fools have done. I have spoken out about this election. I've spoken out in great detail. So there's no ambiguity about my views on what took place in some of these states in violation of Article 2, Section 1, Clause 2 of the Constitution. In the deepest recesses of my heart, I believe that what took place here was an outrage. What the Democrat Party did in those states, as I've explained day in and day out, is an outrage. But you don't breach the Capitol building. You don't threaten public officials. You don't force force law enforcement to draw their weapons. The vast majority of us, the overwhelming majority of us, 99.9% of us, we watch this and we're disgusted by it. But we also know this, that the same people who are reporting on this embrace Black Lives Matter and in fact had their leaders on TV praising them. That they told us that Antifa was not a violent movement. That they told us that these people were mostly peaceful protesters, which you do not hear tonight, by the way. We know that we have to behave much, much better than the Marxists on the left. We remember what they said about the Tea Party, which was as nonviolent as any Gandhi protest. It's just the way it is. So when these knuckleheads breach the walls of the Capitol, break into the Capitol, they reminded me of Antifa and Black Lives Matter. But the hundreds of thousands of peaceful protesters who didn't are now being called the mob by Chris Wallace. And he's not the only one. 
That's what I was watching. I was appalled. So now, the broad brush is used to paint everybody. Everybody. Now, all of us apparently breached the Capitol building. So we condemn this. Over and over and over again. But our principles remain. I'll be right back. Lovin. I know you love freedom. How do I know that? Because you listen to my show. And my show and everything I do is all about preserving freedom and the form of government that secures it for us. It's the same with Hillsdale College, one of the very best truly liberal arts colleges in the nation. That's why I talk about them all the time, because Hillsdale is committed to pursuing truth and defending liberty. Hillsdale teaches stellar students to defend freedom, no matter what they major in, whether it's science or music or economics or business, whatever. Hillsdale teaches them how to defend liberty, and they do that for you, too, through their free monthly digest of constitutional thought. It's called Imprimus. 5.6 million Americans receive Imprimus for free each month, and you, my friend and fellow freedom lover, should be reading it, too. You can subscribe for free at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. No strings attached. Generous donors who want to preserve freedom for future generations make it possible for all of us. And for Hillsdale to send in Primus to you for no cost every month. Start receiving and reading in Primus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love. Visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. levinforhillsdale.com. You know, let me just for a moment mention this. I think the newsrooms in this country, these corporations that own these news companies, really need to take some responsibility for what's taken place over the last several years. What took place over this summer and what's taking place now? You have some individuals in these newsrooms who are not news people. Most of them hate Trump. And they hate Trump supporters. They don't report the news. Why would you call everybody who attends at this protest, the overwhelming majority who are peaceful, part of the mob? Why do you try to humiliate people who voted for the president? Why do you try to humiliate people who have sincere and substantive concerns about the nature of this election? And then try to throw them in with the clowns who rushed the the Capitol building. I'll be right back. I know you love freedom. How do I know that? Because you listen to my show. And my show and everything I do is all about preserving freedom and the form of government that secures it for us. It's the same with Hillsdale College, one of the very best truly liberal arts colleges in the nation. That's why I talk about them all the time, because Hillsdale is committed to pursuing truth and defending liberty. Hillsdale teaches stellar students to defend freedom, no matter what they major in, whether it's science or music or economics or business, whatever. Hillsdale teaches them how to defend liberty, and they do that for you, too, through their free monthly digest of constitutional thought. It's called Imprimus. 5.6 million Americans receive Imprimus for free each month, and you, my friend and fellow freedom lover, should be reading it, too. You can subscribe for free at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. No strings attached. 
Generous donors who want to preserve freedom for future generations make it possible for all of us. And for Hillsdale to send in Primus to you for no cost every month. Start receiving and reading in Primus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love. Visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. levinforhillsdale.com. This is the nation's town hall meeting, and you can join in at 877-381-3811. You know, it is absolutely shocking to see what we saw today. Absolutely. It's contemptible to see what we saw today at the Capitol building. And we are very lucky that somebody other than one individual who was shot, and I don't know all the details at this point, very lucky a member of Congress wasn't harmed or the vice president wasn't harmed and so forth. I don't know who these people were who did this. I'm not talking about politics. I'm not defending people like this who take it upon themselves to break the law, to charge into a into the Capitol building? Into the middle of Congress? I mean, anarchy cannot be accepted. It's that simple. And by the way, many of them are lucky they weren't shot dead. Because if you're charging onto the Senate floor, the House floor, you're charging into somebody's office, whether it's McConnell or Pelosi, you can be shot dead. Law enforcement, poor law enforcement, they don't know what the hell you're doing. And we should all denounce it. We must not embrace this or excuse it or pretend it away. Now, we need to know who these people are. We need to know who they are. We need to know what affiliations they had, if any. And we need to know that they're going to be punished. But what I'm hearing now on television, on news, is this desperate effort to tie the president to this. I just heard it with Brett Baer. That his speech, and that the president himself, and he's not the only one, so I'm not picking on him. Doesn't he have some responsibility for this? I mean, people left the rally and they went to the Capitol building. They went to the Capitol building to protest. Hundreds and hundreds went. But hundreds and hundreds did not breach it. And this is the problem. This is what I'm talking about. When you paint with a broad brush, when you start attacking people, calling all the people a mob, all the people breached the Capitol building. Now, that's simply not true. I happen to know several people who were there peacefully marching. And then they left. The reporters on the ground know that's not true. The woman who was shot has died. I don't know any details about it, but the woman who was shot has died. But to try and make political hay out of this is what what so many of us are sick of here. The hypocrisy, the contradictions. We're sick of it. Now, Congressman, is it Dan Crenshaw, Mr. Producer? Is that the fellow's name from from Texas? 
He opposes the challenges to the elector votes, and he says this is part of the problem. You know, when you centralize decision-making in Washington, D.C. like this, every four years we're going to have the same problem. Congressman, when the state of Pennsylvania and the state of Virginia, excuse me, and the state of Georgia and the state of Wisconsin and the state of Michigan violate the federal constitution in ways I've discussed over and over again, they don't get a pass. At a minimum, that matter needs to be debated on the floor of the House. Whether it changes the election results or not, it is certainly worthy of time. If you're going to debate the naming of a post office, if you're going to debate how much money this one gets or that one gets, certainly when it comes to a core act, like selecting a president and a vice president, Congress has a role. It's a deliberative body. And maybe people should have thought about that before they changed the rules in these various states, like never before, an unprecedented strategic undermining of state law, and you don't ever hear about it. It's just the people who are objecting, they're the problem. Is Hawley going to step down now, and Cruz they're going to step down now, or are they going to continue with this, you see? This is what they get out of the breach of the Capitol building. They don't know who these people are, but they project their own opinion on top of it. I'll project my opinion. I don't know who these people are. There's no excuse, no justification whatsoever. For all I know, I could play the same game, and it's a game, and it's a sick game. Maybe they were angry at Chuck Schumer, who said if we take the Senate, we're going to destroy the judiciary, destroy the uh, Senate, destroy the filibuster. Maybe that got them angry. Huh, Congressman, what do you think of that? But this is how it works in the media, and this is how it works in politics. There's a Chiron right now. Pro-Trump protesters turn violent and storm Capitol. During Antifa and BLM, you never saw Democrats supporting rioters burn buildings. You, you never saw that. And so they're desperate to project. Donald Trump didn't ask anybody to storm anything, to destroy anything. They just want him to leave already. Just leave. And don't fight. So, uh, I hope my words aren't twisted. I know they will be. I want to give no quarter whatsoever to people who are violent. I don't care what their cause to people who storm government buildings. I don't care what their cause. To people who pull down monuments or attack the cops. I don't care what their cause. We believe in law and order. We believe in the constitutional process. We believe in fighting. But fighting through the system, not destroying the system. We'll leave that to the other side. Now what's the outcome? Of this attack on the Capitol building. Did it change a thing? That went on within that building? Not a thing. But it's done grave damage. It's done grave damage in many respects. 
It can now be used against all of you. And will be. And will be. It's a disgrace. It's shocking. And it's going to be used over and over again, even though none of you had anything to do with it. None of you. I know the injustice of this. You're treated differently. You're looked down upon. You hear it every damn day in the media. Every damn day. And yet you didn't do this. And yet you oppose this. You, we are the law-abiding citizens of this country. We're the ones who pay the taxes. We're the ones who fund the system. We're the ones who comply with the law. We're the ones who salute the flag, put our hand on our heart and sing the national anthem. We're the ones who believe in law and order and justice. And we do not believe in supporting people who climb the walls of the Capitol, who break the windows and break down the doors, who force police to draw their weapons, clowns going on in the Senate floor. It was about a half a dozen of them, clowns, and now they try to paint that that broad brush, sitting in the chair of the President of the Senate. What kind of an idiot does that? Goes into McConnell's office, sits in his chair, goes into Pelosi's office, sits in his chair. Anybody here support that? Anybody here think that's a good idea? Nobody does. It's really quite simple. The irony of the mayor of Washington, D.C. and the Speaker of the House calling the police. Well, of course they called the police. Who else would you call? Well, you've got an entire defund the police movement or undermine the police movement when they were trying to defend the Portland Federal Courthouse, the Mark Hatfield Federal Courthouse. When the feds moved in there because the local police wouldn't, it's a federal courthouse, she trashed them. Not so much today, because we need the police to protect us. The country's in a very bad state right now. And I'll give you my take on this, putting aside... this uh, disaster today. The powers that be would not accept the 2016 election. Whether elements of the FBI and the intelligence agencies, whether the Democrat Party and Pelosi wanted to remove the president, Schumer demanding a special counsel, the media day in and day out using the most horrific language to talk about the president of the United States and so forth, and trashing the people that support them. On MSNBC, you're called neo-Nazis. People get sick and tired of this. They don't like being put down like this. By the media. And yet none of you were the ones that rushed the Capitol building. But you're wondering, what the hell's happened to my country? What the hell's happened to my country with the corrupt media? 
And then we see what's been targeted in some of these states. And you're constantly told to stand down and move along. It's frustrating. That's why hundreds of thousands of people turned out today to protest. Not to rush the Capitol building, for God's sakes. But to protest like Americans do. Like Americans do. I remember the Tea Party movement. I was a Tea Party advocate. I went to several Tea Party rallies. I remember that one rally I attended, there must have been 40,000 people. No violence whatsoever. No trash whatsoever. And we were attacked by the Democrat members of Congress, by the Washington Post. They lied about us. We were attacked by Mitch McConnell and John Boehner, Carl Rove and others. I don't mean physically. They attacked us. We delivered them over 60 seats in the House and several senators, and they said they would have won the Senate, but for us. We were attacked by the editorial pages of the Wall Street Journal, certain geniuses at National Review. We were attacked. Trump supporters attacked. Never Trumpers, the Lincoln Project. They don't play fair, they have brass knuckles. The media promote this. The media promote this. The Democrats say they're going to destroy the Constitution. We're going to change America. We're going to pack the Supreme Court. We're going to pack the Senate. We're going to get rid of the filibuster so we can pass whatever we want. We're going to change the Electoral College. With a mere majority, minimal majority in the House and Kamala Harris breaking the tie vote in the Senate. We're going to change everything. We're going to take your health care. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. People are upset and they're frustrated. And they're mocked and humiliated. And the media corporations, the big corporations, do nothing about it. They don't police their people. They have helped contributed to the great divide that now exists in this country. The great divide. That the poison in our politics. You listen to Joe Scarborough, or Don Lemon, or Jake Tapper, or Andrea Mitchell, or Brian Williams, or the rest of them. It's day in and day out. I don't blame any of them or any of you for what took place at the Capitol building. I'm talking about the bigger picture. The bigger picture. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. I know you love freedom. How do I know that? Because you listen to my show. And my show and everything I do is all about preserving freedom and the form of government that secures it for us. It's the same with Hillsdale College, one of the very best truly liberal arts colleges in the nation. 
That's why I talk about them all the time, because Hillsdale is committed to pursuing truth and defending liberty. Hillsdale teaches stellar students to defend freedom, no matter what they major in, whether it's science or music or economics or business, whatever. Hillsdale teaches them how to defend liberty, and they do that for you, too, through their free monthly digest of constitutional thought. It's called Imprimus. 5.6 million Americans receive Imprimus for free each month, and you, my friend and fellow freedom lover, should be reading it, too. You can subscribe for free at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. No strings attached. Generous donors who want to preserve freedom for future generations make it possible for all of us. And for Hillsdale to send in Primus to you for no cost every month. Start receiving and reading in Primus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love. Visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. levinforhillsdale.com. Now, as best I can tell, I'm just watching the television. I see no violence occurring now in Washington. Do you, Mr. Producer? So on the left side, they show no violence. And on the right side, they keep playing and looping footage from earlier today over and over and over again. Now, why, why are the media doing that? You can answer that question yourselves. The other day, Senator Josh Hawley's home was attacked. His young wife was in there and their brand new baby. He was out of town. Attacked. Their private property was violated. There were dozens of Antifa and or BLM protesters there. They went up to the door. They tried to open the door. They tried to go into the house. They had megaphones. And of course, his wife was scared to death. And the Washington Post didn't think it was that big a deal. wasn't that big a deal. They were peaceful protesters. I think any violent rioters should be punished to the fullest extent of the law. I think any people who breach a government building, especially the Capitol building or the Supreme Court or the White House, should have the book thrown at them. And that's been part of the problem. That's been too laxed people pulling down monuments. It's been too laxed. Our institution's under attack, and let me make it very clear. When you breach the Capitol building that way, you're attacking one of our institutions. We just can't have people who have differences of agreement breaching our buildings, threatening people, and putting people in very, very dangerous positions. We can't have that. It's called the civil society. The reason, the reason I was so outspoken and aggressive in condemning Black Lives Matter and Antifa is because I don't believe in that kind of violence any more than I believe in what happened at the Capitol building today in the breach of those walls by a relatively small percentage of the overall population. And so we do not celebrate these people. We condemn them. We're not the NBA. We're not corporate executives. We're not newsrooms. We condemn them all. But especially those who attack our institutions of government. Period. I'll be right back.
from the Westwood One Podcast Network. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. There looks to be quite the fissure between the president and vice president. Does it there, Mr. Producer? Looks like the vice president on his social media site has put up uh, Biden and uh, Kamala Harris up there. And he's issued a number of... Uh, of tweets as well about the violence and so forth. And I think everybody should condemn the violence. The president's video, open your microphone, Mr. Peters. What the president put out a video some hours ago about this. What did Twitter do with it? Uh, you can't see it. They took it down. Twitter took it down. Facebook? I don't know. I'll have to check. I'm told they took it down too. Unbelievable. Why would they take it down? So they took down the president's video. I mean, it's out there. You can still get it. But they took it down. It's really quite remarkable. What's going on in this country? You know, it causes most of you and me to think about where we are in this country. You know, I'm working on a book... Not that that's such a big deal. It takes a lot of time. And when you do a book and you write it yourself and you do all your own research, it causes you to think about things. And I write this book, two, three, four in the morning, where I'll get up early and I'll work on it. And I've been thinking about history. I've been thinking about what we've witnessed the last four or five years, the violence that we've seen. In some respects, the collapsing of certain of our institutions, the devouring of certain of our institutions. And it's extremely problematic. The attack on the civil society is aggressive and it's ubiquitous. When you look at our corrupt media in this country, it's contributed mightily to the problem. The Supreme Court of the United States could have resolved a lot of these issues with one case involving Article 2. It chose not to do it. And in some ways, it, it sowed a number of the divisions we've seen during this election cycle. You see Chuck Schumer announcing, if we can just win these two seats, even though it'll be 50-50 in the Senate, we intend to pack the court and do all these other things. He intends to attack the Constitution. Yesterday, according to Kevin McCarthy and Steve Scalise, Nancy Pelosi, with a 10 or 11 majority, changed the rules of the House so basically Republicans couldn't get any legislation offered or any amendments offered. And so people like me see the choking, choking, choking of the Democratic part of the Republic. It's very, very frustrating. 
But I also talk about it from a constitutional perspective, what we can do about it from a constitutional perspective, what we have to do about it from a constitutional perspective. And so when something like this happens today, and the media are going to play this over and over and over and over and over again, and they are, because certain individuals take it upon themselves to take the law into their own hands, charge into the Capitol building. Would any of you have done that? Seriously. No. Charge into the Capitol building. Act like a bunch of Antifa nuts. I don't care what signs you're holding. You do a grave disservice to the country and you do a grave disservice to us. Because tonight, in the media, all of us are being blamed for this. And of course, that's exactly what will happen in the New York Times and the Washington Post and the cable shows in the morning. All of them. And there is a desperate effort to tie Donald Trump to the breaching of the Capitol building. Desperate effort. You can hear it in the media. And the media take no responsibility, none whatsoever, for the venom and the poison that they are pouring every hour on the hour into our, into our system. We've played the clips. Endless references to Hitler in the Third Reich. You as neo-Nazis and so forth. And yet you're law-abiding. You play by the rules. You'll peacefully protest if you protest at all. You'll vote. You'll hope your vote counts. Pay your taxes. This audience, the millions and millions of people I'm talking to, you're upstanding people. You're law-abiding people. And that's the way it should be. And that's the way it will be. So, our republic will withstand this. We've stood a lot more than this. But the constant attack on our republic, over time, weakens the country, weakens the civil society, weakens our constitutional system. You know, when the New York Times puts out the 1619 Project, which has as its purpose to destroy the faith of America in her founding. This is a big problem. When Black Lives Matter is celebrated, when it has as its purpose the destruction of this republic, that's a problem. When rioters are said to be mostly peaceful protesters, that's a problem. We can't be like them. We can't be like them. When we see lawlessness, we call it out. Now these people tried to hijack, in essence, this peaceful protest. And as a result of what they did, it's caused grave consequences. Grave consequences. I'll be perfectly honest with you. I am disgusted with what happened today. Absolutely disgusted. I'm not talking about the peaceful protesters. I'm not talking about the president's speech and all the rest. The attack on the Capitol building? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me?
it's just mind-boggling to me. Like that was going to accomplish something. Accomplishes nothing. Nothing positive. Now we can't condemn the violence of the rioters on the Marxist left and ignore this. Of course, the difference is, as I say, you didn't have hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people doing this. And that's why we need to know who was involved and they need to be punished. As I say, on the internet, on the one hand, on my social sites, people are saying, how do you know it wasn't a false flag movement? And at the other time, not a lot, but a couple of the nut jobs, probably trolls are in there saying, that's our house, we get to do, you know, that kind of stuff. So on the one hand, and the other hand, and neither makes any sense to me. It could be some Antifa people in here. That's not a false flag movement. But there could be some Antifa people in here. Wouldn't surprise me. I don't know. But whether there are or not, they need to be brought to justice. They must be. You know, my wife and I attended the... Uh, it was either the... I think it was the last night of the Republican convention. It was on the... Uh, on the South Lawn of the White House. And we can hear this crowd building and building and building outside the gates of the White House. It was massive. and It was getting louder and louder. And they had drums and they were saying vicious and awful things and yelling it over the fence. And we were looking at each other like, the hell kind of country do we live in here? How are we going to get out of here? How are we going to get out of here? So when the event ended, the Secret Service and the Metropolitan Police, and these are wonderful, wonderful people. That's why we should never put them in the position of having to draw their weapons. And we don't. It's the clowns that did. But nonetheless, they were trying to direct us away from Antifa and Black Lives Matter, where we would have to walk like halfway around the city to avoid them. They attacked Senator Paul, physically attacked him and his wife. They attacked Dan Bongino and his wife. These are people leaving the White House grounds after the Republican convention. People were beaten to a pulp. Elderly, it didn't matter. It was a true mob, it was massive. It was organized. It was armed. And they beat the police. The mayor didn't call out the National Guard. She didn't ask for the National Guard. That was an attack on a political party. That was an attack on a United States senator. That was an attack on delegates to the Republican convention. No big deal. No big deal. Just Antifa, just Black Lives Matter. So either you believe in law and order, either you believe in justice, either you believe in nonviolence, or you don't. I believe in them. I believe in what happened at the Capitol today was a disgrace. But I also believe what's happened with these other groups at these other times are also a disgrace that was downplayed. 
You want to talk about unity? Then we should condemn all of it. Joe Biden came out today and he gave a speech. Joe Biden never gave a speech when these cities were burning, when police were attacked, when people were being killed. We talked about it at the time. I want speeches to be given about what took place at the Capitol building, as long as they're not exploitive and as long as they're not political. Condemn the violence. Now tomorrow I will get behind this microphone and we're going to look at how the media have covered this. And we're going to look at the front page of the New York Times and the Washington Post and what they're going to do. We're going to monitor what the cable shows do. We're going to see what they do. Because I believe, as I've said earlier, one of the biggest problems we have in this country in terms of incitement are the media. The media. The National Guard has been called out, the nation's capital. The Guard from Maryland, as I understand it, in D.C., at the direction of the White House, at the request of the mayor. There's a curfew in effect. If you're a truly peaceful protester, why aren't you leaving? What are you still doing there? Seriously. That doesn't mean they're not peacefully assembled, and they have every right to assemble, whether the sun's up or the sun's down. I got it. I'm waiting for some idiot on TV to say who is and isn't wearing masks, Mr. Producer, you know? Just a matter of time. But just so the Washington Post and the New York Times and all the other reprobates understand, we conservatives, we constitutionalists, we condemn this. All violence, all attacks on our federal buildings, the attack on the Capitol building. And we will condemn any effort to exploit it and to project their politics and their ideology onto others. I'll be right back. Did you know your family can save over $800 a year just by switching to Pure Talk from Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile? Think about it. What could your family do with an extra $800? You don't even have to sacrifice coverage. Pure Talk has exactly the same coverage, same bars as one of the big carriers, but they charge you half. You definitely don't have to sacrifice customer service. Their team is based right here in the U.S. and are some of the nicest people you'll ever talk to. So don't wait anymore. Get unlimited talk, text, and two gigs of data for just 20 bucks a month. And if you go over on data usage, they don't charge you for it. No, not even a penny. So go to puretalkusa.com, enter promo code LEVINPODCAST. That's L-E-V-I-N podcast. And when you do, you'll also save 50% off your first month. Folks, this is the best. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. So Rand Paul thinks all these challenges at the federal level are problematic because we conservatives believe in local control of elections. And he says what he's going to spend his time doing is something productive, and he's very earnest, and that is work with the state legislatures to pass new laws. Does Rand Paul not understand what happened in these states? 
They had laws. The laws were usurped in four battleground states by the executive and in some cases by the courts. And so if these legislatures pass new laws, what makes Rand Paul think that the same courts and the same executives, if they're held by the same party, are going to honor the new laws that are passed by the legislature? Do you see what I mean, Mr. Producer? This is a problem. And the Supreme Court, we're told, should never get involved. But of course the Supreme Court should get involved when it comes to violating the Constitution. Otherwise, look, here's the problem. If you have state law usurped by other state officials, and the Supreme Court sits on its hand when it has at least two legitimate constitutional challenges brought to its door, and then the electors are to be counted, the electors that are certified by the specific individuals who violated the Constitution in the first place, and then they come to Congress, well, what's the fix? What's the fix? And so, I don't agree that he's right in every respect. Now, I see Josh Hawley walking to the Senate. Do you see that, Mr. Producer? And he's surrounded by cops and National Guardsmen. And, of course, he had his house, people in his house, his wife and his baby, threatened. And... uh, This is a man who simply stands up on his principles. Now Ted Cruz and the 10 or 11 senators supporting his initiative and Josh Hawley have nothing to apologize for. They didn't do anything wrong. The people who support President Trump who didn't breach those walls, they have nothing to apologize for. Nothing whatsoever. I have a question, if we can move on ever so slightly. Now that it looks like the Democrats are going to control the Senate, and the presidency, and the vice presidency, and the House, what will they do to the United States Constitution? What will they do to the courts? What will they do to our voting system in the Electoral College? What will they do to the filibuster rule and the passing of legislation? What will they do to add Democrat seats to the United States Senate? Are they going to tamp that down now? Give them what took place? Are they going to operate within the four corners and the confines of the Constitution now give them what took place? Shouldn't they constrain their agenda a little bit and restrain their behavior a little bit? I think they should. The newsrooms in this country... Are they going to look at the personnel that they have and give some thought to the language that they use and the, and the provocative positions and arguments that they make? These are news people. How about the front pages of the New York Times and the Washington Post? Are they going to tamp things down and try and unite the nation? I'll be right back. Liberty's voice, Mark Levin. 
Talk With That Voice. Now, 877-381-3811. I see these endless loops about what took place in the Capitol building. It really does turn your stomach. And uh, I guess that which bothers me the most is when I see people attacking the Capitol Police. They're attacking the Capitol Police. Are breaking windows like Antifa. Those were not the peaceful marchers. Those were the, the kooks, the clowns, the buffoons. And uh, many of their faces are seen and known. And so many of them will be tracked down and they will be punished. And I hope they will be. I hope they will be. Trey Gowdy points out that these objections to these electors, he points out Josh Hawley in particular, this poor Josh Hawley, uh, he's going to be the brunt of the attacks by the establishment, that's for sure. He said it's a fool's errand. It was never going to work. Let me explain something to Trey Gowdy, to my friend Brett Baer, who he is a friend. We wrote back and forth. He said, well, what's the end game? What's the end Ideas have consequences. Arguments based on principle are important. They may not win the day today, but maybe they'll win the day tomorrow. And to ignore what the Pennsylvania Supreme Court and the Pennsylvania Governor and the Pennsylvania Secretary of State did, and by the way, the two leading Members of the, of the state senate in Pennsylvania wrote a letter because they're not in session and they're not in session as a matter of statute unless the governor calls them back and he won't. On behalf of the Republican legislature, they said, please suspend the counting of our electors. Did you know that, Mr. Producer? They wrote a letter and asked them to do that. So it's not a fool's errand when the purpose is to inform the American people through the process about what took place. And he says, just like Rand Paul, the battle's in the state legislatures. And I'm asking them directly tonight a legitimate question. If the battle's in the state legislatures, then we have to prevent the state courts, the state executives, federal courts, from interfering with the state legislatures under the Constitution. But that's exactly what took place. So how do we stop it? When the Supreme Court won't even take up the case. They could have stopped it. But they didn't want to stop it. The Democrat Party could have stopped it. But it initiated it. And so, I'm more than happy to open this program to either of these gentlemen to discuss this and tell us how. How we prevent this from happening again. When you have one political party that insists on it and advances that idea. So of course you're going to have some senators and House members who are going to raise objections and they want to debate this. It's not a matter of the central government making these decisions. It's a matter of Congress playing its role. And not just rubber stamping it. We don't want to federalize elections. 
But we don't want to federalize unconstitutional actions by state Democrats either. And I haven't heard their their actual answer. I mean, uh, to say to Trey Gowdy, it is you who chases a fool's errand, really. Not to put you down in any way. It's just that I, uh, this is a conundrum. It's a problem right now. And it's going to be a problem in two years, and it's going to be a problem in four years. And is Nancy Pelosi now going to back off her new rules, changes 100 years of tradition, where Republicans basically can't even offer legislation or offer amendments to legislation in any effective way? So you lose 14, 15 seats, you have a 10 or 11 vote majority in the House, and you cut out 49% of the people? This is what I'm talking about. These, these are areas in which rather than tightening the grip on power, you should be opening the opportunity for people to participate. Now, Congress plays a role in this, too. They keep ramming down legislation. They don't go through regular order. They don't go through committees. You and I don't have any idea what they're doing, whether it's spending or Obamacare or whatever. You'll know what's in it when we pass it. Well, we're not subjects. We're citizens. And so Washington has to take some of the blame for this. There's no question about it. But what took place at the Capitol is the blame of those who did it. And they set us back decades. Because they'll become the new propaganda to use against the law-abiding and those who peacefully protested. Some people think it's cool. It's not cool to attack your country. It's not cool at all. They're not leading some revolution. They're not Thomas Paine. They broke windows. They broke into this place. They raised their fists. They're sitting in the uh, seat of the president pro tem of the Senate, sitting in Nancy Pelosi's seat with the guy's feet kicked up. Uh, Excuse me? They're hotheads. or, or, Or who knows what the hell they are. Who knows who the hell they are, for that matter. But there's a lot of projecting going on with people trying to tell us who they are and that they did what they did because of Trump or the rally. That's not reporting. And then the entire gathering is a mob. They're the mob. Everybody there is the mob, even people who are there. Peacefully assembling, they're the mob. This is what we were getting. Can't you report the news accurately that there's some people who are creating criminal acts, who are attacking our Congress, undermining our institution, but you have to call everybody the mob? A debate on the Senate floor. A debate on the House floor over the electors. The debate itself, we're told, is provocative. 
There shouldn't be any debate on this. None whatsoever. It's over. What's over? The election's over. But there's future elections. Don't we want to have a discussion of what took place in these states? No, 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 no. That means you favor centralized government. No, it doesn't. It means we have a problem that we want to discuss in the most deliberative body on the face of the earth, right? Apparently not. Apparently not. I've got all these cuts that we put together before the Capitol building was breached. Of Chuck Schumer trashing Republicans and talking about how he's going to change America. In effect, right, Mr. Producer? How he's going to grab control of the Senate. A 50-50 Senate with Kamala Harris as the tiebreaker. How Democrat talent is now going to be unleashed. It's been bottled up. And how they're going to control the committees and the subcommittees. And he's very excited about the kind of legislation they're going to drive. He's going to deliver bold change to America. Bold change. And we heard about that before. This is the kind of rhetoric that upsets people. You can have a bold agenda, but keep your damn hands off our constitutional system. You have an election of a man in the Senate from Georgia, Raphael Warnock. This is a man that the media keep telling us it's a historic election. He's the first black senator from Georgia. Well, that's true. And that is historic. But he's a nasty dude. Just ask his wife. More than that, I've carefully listened to and read what he said about Jews and the state of Israel, about his own country. And this man will now go to the United States Senate. And he'll vote on matters that affect you and me. And as an American Jew, I must tell you, it is frightening to see the rise of anti-Semitism in the Democrat Party and in the media, such as the New York Times. It's never discussed. Isn't that something we should address? But we don't. Why? I'll be right back. in. Did you know your family can save over $800 a year just by switching to Pure Talk from Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile? Think about it. What could your family do with an extra $800? You don't even have to sacrifice coverage. Pure Talk has exactly the same coverage, same bars as one of the big carriers, but they charge you half. You definitely don't have to sacrifice customer service. Their team is based right here in the U.S. and are some of the nicest people you'll ever talk to. So don't wait anymore. Get unlimited talk, text, and two gigs of data for just 20 bucks a month. And if you go over on data usage, they don't charge you for it. No, not even a penny. So go to puretalkusa.com, enter promo code LEVINPODCAST. That's L-E-V-I-N podcast. And when you do, you'll also save 50% off your first month. Folks, this is the best. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code LEVINPODCAST. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless.
I've condemned over and over and over again the breaching and the violence that took place at the Capitol building, and I'll continue to do it. That Capitol building belongs to us, too. And it looked like an attack by a foreign army, and it really is outrageous. But, you know, the Democrats, the way they've conducted themselves the last four years, listening to Adam Schiff and Gerald Nadler and Nancy Pelosi, the things these people would say and the people in the Senate would say and so forth, the people in, on CNN and MSNBC and the pages of the New York Times and the Washington Post, they have to take some responsibility for the heightened tensions in this country. Putting aside even the Capitol building today, they have to take some responsibility for what comes out of their mouths and what's on their news pages. Because what they have done in the last four or five years, and we have played Chuck Todd. Chuck Todd is a perfect example. Joe Scarborough is a perfect example. Jake Tapper, Don Lemon, the things they say are not the things of journalism. The things they say about Trump supporters, this guy Donnie Douche that they bring on and others. Then they talk about uniting the country. They're already attacking Josh Hawley and Ted Cruz. Juan Williams is. Who have nothing to do with any of this. Focus on the culprits. And I watch law enforcement lined up. I've been watching this on TV. You've got the Metropolitan Police. They're in full riot gear. They're backed up by the National Guard. The FBI is there. The Secret Service is there. First time the National Guard has been called in by the mayor. Would have been nice if they called all these police forces, a massive number of law enforcement, during the riots in the summers and so forth. But they didn't. We have to be consistent. We have to denounce violence and denounce the attacks, the physical attacks on our institutions, no matter who does it. Period. And I do. That's why I want to know who these people were and are, and I want to know that they're going to be brought to justice. And so I'm not going to play these Chuck Schumer clips because it'll just add fuel to the fire. The things that he says are really appalling. I'm not going to play clips tonight of Joe Scarborough, who says the most disgusting things about you. I'm not going to play clip. Muriel Bowser, the mayor of New York, uh, excuse me, Washington, is on the morning Joe today. Attacking the president, attacking his supporters. She's excited that they're going to be the 51st state. Now this is what I'm talking about. Let's just talk about that for a few minutes. Maybe one even. The District of Columbia is carved out under our federal constitution as federal territory. Why? Because the framers and their genius decided that this federal area, this district, had to be able to rule itself and manage itself. It couldn't be ruled by a local government. And it couldn't be ruled by the Senate. It is a, an enclave. So how exactly do the Democrats in Congress and Biden intend to make the District of Columbia a state without violating the Constitution? 
I'm quite serious about that. How are they going to do it? Without violating the Constitution. But they can't. And so you watch that. Packing the court. The court hasn't, there hasn't been an attempt to pack the court since Franklin Roosevelt and his own party turned on him and stopped him. You hear no objections to this in the media, in the Democrat Party. None. So one election with a temporary majority, a 50-50 Senate, a 10 or 11 member margin in the House, you're literally going to alter the Constitution? This is why I get so frustrated. I hear these Republican congressmen come on TV and so forth and say, this is a fool's errand or something like that, but they never confront what the left and the Democrats are doing in any effective way. In any effective way. I'll be right back. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, this final hour of the podcast is sponsored exclusively by AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we care about, faith, family, and freedom. Thank you for listening, and please support AMAC. And you can become a member at amac.us slash join. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. I'm Mark Levin. Our number, 877 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. You know, we've had periods in this country of violence, domestic violence. We had the new left and the uprising in the uh, early 60s into the early 70s. We had uh, uh, efforts to blow up various buildings. We had the FALN, which killed people in New York City. We had Bill Ayers and his girlfriend. We've had cop killers who are celebrated. Now we've had a period of violence that really started after George Floyd was killed. And the violence has destroyed parts of, if not whole cities. We've seen it with Antifa, although Antifa predates George Floyd. And we've seen it with Black Lives Matter since 2015. But the violence really came to a head in June and July. We saw brutality against our police. We saw brutality against our fellow citizens. We saw looting. Brutality. We saw arson. We've had governors in this country at the same time who've treated their citizens like subjects, who've destroyed their properties, destroyed their businesses, and destroyed their lives in the name, of course, of preventing a virus from spreading, and yet the virus spreads. 
And the people who dare to object, raise their voices, associate, or exercise their religious freedom in the First Amendment, some are arrested, some are fined, some have their licenses taken from them. And those who continue to demand these shutdowns are called righteous. We've had our children. Our children, our poor children. Who've lost God knows how much time in socializing and learning. Not just because of the virus, but largely because of teacher unions and their alliances with mayors and governors. And God knows how that generation is going to be damaged. We've seen the death of senior citizens in nursing homes and adult facilities because of disastrous decisions by, by governors as well. We are lectured to as if we're children by Fauci, by the media. We're treated with disrespect. Things don't just happen. Things don't just happen. In this election, we've had courts that have refused to adjudicate. Throwing out one case after another, and the media have used that as evidence that these cases are frivolous. No, it's evidence that the courts won't take the cases and won't allow them to be adjudicated. We've had a Supreme Court that has sat back, sat back, while state governors and secretaries of state and rogue state courts have violated the federal constitution and the power of state legislatures. The court could have resolved at least two of those cases. It chose to resolve none of them. The matter comes to Congress. Then we're told Congress has no power. Congress has no power. The Supreme Court has no power. The state legislatures have no power. That's what we're told. Donald Trump was elected in 2016. We then find out he was spied on by the Obama administration. We then find out that this phony dossier is used to defame him and to, as a pretext for criminal investigations. It was funded by the Hillary campaign and the DNC. They talk about impeachment before he's even inaugurated. And the Democrat Party decides, and the media, and the left, that they're going to destroy this man, come hell or high water, and his family. And they're still bringing lawsuits against him in the state of New York and the city of New York. And they do it based on a horrible lie of Russia collusion, which they knew to be a lie. Schumer pressures the Department of Justice to appoint a special counsel. And they do. Adam Schiff and Nadler lead endless impeachment inquiries. They go on TV. And they lie. And they lie. The media, like never before, try to destroy this president. They take leaks that they know to be lies 
and they use them against this president. But it's not enough. They have to attack his supporters, from Hillary Clinton to Joe Scarborough to Don Lemon to the Lincoln Project and on and on and on. The Wall Street Journal editorial page. Then they call for unity. Joe Biden gave a speech today about unity, wondering why the president hasn't stepped up. Joe Biden never gave a speech directed at Antifa or Black Lives Matter. We called him out over and over again. Violence is violence. Attacking government buildings is outrageous, whether it's the federal courthouse in Portland that represents justice and certainly the Capitol building of the United States, which is one of the most important buildings in America. I came on the air tonight and I condemn that violence and I condemn the people who did it and I want us to find out who did it and I want us to punish them. As I condemned Antifa and Black Lives Matter. They're all an attack on the civil society and the rule of law. All of them. All of them. People forget the President of the United States had to be rushed to the underground bunker built for nuclear war at the White House because of what Antifa and Black Lives Matter were doing. They were rushing the Secret Service in the fence of the White House. Remember that, Mr. Producer? I don't remember anybody talking about an attack on the heart of government when they were trying to get at Donald Trump and I guess hang him from a telephone pole. Violence deserves no excuse. I don't support this so-called bail reform where brutal criminals are let out through the back door by Soros-elected prosecutors. I reject that. I reject the idea that we should defund or slash police funding, and now hopefully people all see that in Washington, D.C., while other cities are dying on the vine, New York City, Minneapolis, Los Angeles, so many. Today didn't just happen. I'm not saying it was planned what happened at the Capitol building, but I'm saying the tolerance for violence in the media, the tolerance for violence is quite extraordinary. And when you tolerate violence, you're going to tolerate the next step and the next step and the next step. The book should be thrown at whomever breached the Capitol building for the 15th time. It cannot be tolerated. It must not be tolerated. I don't give a damn who they are. They don't represent me. But same with all acts of violence. When you're attacking a federal courthouse, night after night after night, Nancy Pelosi called those federal officers who are trying to protect that federal courthouse the akin to stormtroopers. I don't hear 
any conservatives or constitutionalists or Trump supporters calling the law enforcement folks at the Capitol stormtroopers. They're patriots. Put yourself in their shoes. They wake up in the morning and the next thing you know, they're pushing and battling and fighting to protect that facility. They shouldn't have to do that. You know, whenever we see a police officer, I remember the military, my wife and I, we to watch these same Capitol Police officers. In the rare occasions I go to Capitol Hill, these are patriots. Most of them agree with us. To watch them have to struggle with and fight these people who breached the building, the Capitol building, is appalling to me. I don't know who these people are. They don't represent me, and they're not going to get any defense from me. Nothing but condemnation, period. All the people who are violent, who hurt other people, who attack our institutions, who undermine the rule of law, must be condemned, all of them. No picking and choosing. That's exactly what the media do. They pick and choose. It's getting more and more violent out there. More and more violent while the police are under attack. And it's going to get worse if we don't get this straight. It's going to get worse. Because the crucial institutions in the civil society are being undermined. Whether it's the 1619 Project, whether it's the attack on our constitutional structure, whether it's tolerance for violence, whatever it is. I'll be right back. Mark AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. So Twitter has now suspended the president's Twitter account. And one of the reasons is a video he put out several hours ago, which is not an offensive video. They just disagree with it. They don't think it said what it should have said. You see, this is the problem. 
This is the problem. You've got these massive big tech platforms, which clearly influence the outcome of the election, clearly was supporting the left. You have Zuckerberg, who spends hundreds of millions of dollars trying to influence the outcome of the election in a very conniving way. You've got basically, when it comes to ideology, a monopolistic media. I mean, my question is, is the left going to take their foot off the, off the gas pedal? If they're concerned about the civil society? There were three pipe bombs reportedly found around Washington, D.C. today. One at the RNC that had to be destroyed. Perhaps one at the DNC, we're not sure. Does anybody really believe that most Trump supporters would be planting pipe bombs around Washington, D.C., Mr. Producer? Pipe bombs, three of them. This is why I say I want to know exactly who breached those walls and entered that Capitol building. I want to know exactly who. Now, if you have a weak stomach, it's on the Internet. I don't recommend you watch the video of this young woman being shot. She was a young woman. In the wrong place at the wrong time, I guess. She wasn't doing anything violent. She wasn't hitting anybody. There's a lot of commotion going on. You hear, you hear, you hear, uh, uh, you hear a gun go off. You can't tell if she's hitting the chest or the neck. Have you seen this, Mr. Producer? And she has the look of death on her face, like, oh my God, what the hell just happened? Doesn't she? Because I think at that moment she knew she wasn't going to make it. And she didn't make it. She died. She died. Very, very sad. Very sad. Happen to know a number of the people who went to that march today. They were peaceful people. They weren't breaching the Capitol building. As the vast majority of people who went to that march, did not. So we'll see the follow-up to this. But the left needs to take their foot off the gas pedal. The media need to stop with their absolute insanity. With their slimmest of majority in the House and the Senate. The Democrats must not use that as an opportunity to fundamentally alter our constitutional representative system. And there are tens of millions of Americans who voted for the President of the United States who feel like they were ripped off. And it seems to me that federal and state officials have an obligation to determine if they were. Obviously, we can't leave it to the courts, because the courts don't want to participate. They don't want to do their jobs. So there needs to be further investigations to make determinations. If Congress isn't going to follow what Ted Cruz is proposing, a commission, there's no reason it still can't investigate these matters and no reason the states can't. 
But I do ask Rand Paul and Trey Gowdy, I think, a legitimate question. You say you want the states to change their laws. Okay, that's fine. But how would that stop the same exact thing from happening again by a rogue court or a rogue judge or a governor or a secretary of state of the opposite party who violated the federal constitution in the first place? Until they answer that question, I don't quite understand their solution. Again, it's not a criticism. It's just, it's just not logical to me. What are they supposed to do? You know, my buddy Mark Meckler texted me very, very early in the morning. I don't like texts to begin with. So he texted me very early in the morning, a series of texts. So that kind of annoyed me. But he's a good guy. He said, convention of states now more than ever. I think he's right. I think he's right. That's not the answer to everything because it takes time. But it is an answer. I'll be right back. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest-growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead, A-M-A-C dot U-S. This is where liberalism ends and liberty begins. The Mark Levin Show at 877-381-3811. Now what you're going to find is any conservative or constitutionalist worth their weight is going to condemn what took place at the Capitol building today. Unlike the left, there will be no excuses Unlike the media, there will be no excuses for Antifa, for Black Lives Matter, and to pretend you didn't see what you saw. There's not going to be a single conservative host, a single constitutionalist, who's going to make excuses for what took place on Capitol Hill today. Not one! Because we believe in the civil society, we believe in the rule of law, we back our police officers. Thugs are thugs. But we will not, I will not, tolerate a broad brush attack on the hundreds of thousands of law-abiding Trump supporters who also participated in that march. Nor will I or others, I hope, tolerate the attempt to blame Donald Trump. Which is what they always do. And we don't need lectures from Joe Biden, who sat on his hands all through the summer. When Washington was under attack, when the White House was under attack, while our cities were burning, 
the defund the police crowd who call the police when they need help. Yes, that's correct. Mr. Producer, Brian, if we can talk to Brian from Studio City, California, the great KRLA country. How are you, Brian? Oh, well, I'm pretty distraught, Mr. Levin. Thank you very much for taking my call, and uh, it's really an honor to speak with you. Um, Thank you. I'm going to – you've – boy, listening to you this for an hour and a half, and uh, I'm <laughs> talking to you while you're going. But listen, I, my, my point is simply this, uh, one of them. Anyway, I've got a million of them. But one of them is, you know, if you're in a football game and, you know, we're on the team that's playing by the rules and we're playing as a team that's not playing by the rules and the referees are throwing flags and the referees is the the media are throwing flags on us and not throwing flags on them, we're not playing by the rules. And then we appeal to the commissioner, which is the Supreme Court, and then they don't want to hear our case, or at least the cases they hear, they still reject us. Obamacare comes to mind quickly. We're going to lose that football game every time. And you've, frankly, That's you've correct. made that point over and over and over again. What are we going to do? What do we do? What what do we do? And you just mentioned convention of states, which is an answer. But 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 the fact is, to even if we do get 34 states and we have a convention of states, it still takes the muscle of the Constitution to enforce that. The, the rule of law is need to enforce what we've done. And if we put that in the hands of the Democrats, do you think they're going to enforce the rule of law and let the convention stand? Well, I want you to consider a few things. They almost lost the House, and they barely held the Senate. I'm not a Pollyanna. I'm a serious business. Don't get me wrong. And despite the three appointments the president made to the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court is, quite frankly, a disaster. It should have stepped in at least two of these cases, there were serious constitutional cases coming out of Pennsylvania, and it did nothing. You've got to hope that some of these people who are in charge of these institutions are going to start to wake up. And so the next time we have these endless abridgments of the Constitution by governors, by rogue courts, the Supreme Court will act, because the Supreme Court has helped to unleash this. And while the media are very proud of the fact that 60 lawsuits were brought and 60 lawsuits were lost, which isn't exactly correct, what they should be saying is, how do you bring 60 lawsuits alleging all kinds of fraud and not a single court grants standing or a single court refuses to allow for evidentiary uh, uh, litigation? Not just a hearing, litigation. I agree with you, but that takes men like George Washington and George and, and, and Franklin. Well, this and is what it's going to take. This is what it's going to take. We, 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 listen, I don't have simple answers for you, sir. But no, I do know I, one answer that's not right. You don't light a match to the country. You light a match to the country, you lose your country. You don't know what's going to come of your country. I'm, I'm not saying that we should light a match to it. I don't. I don't have answers, and it's, we it's don't have simple out. answers. That's correct. Boom, but you are right in pointing out that we have a political party in the Democrat Party that rejects our system, and they tell us it every day. They just elected two guys out of out of Georgia who are Marxists, who say the most hateful things about their own country. They're going to serve in the United States Senate. And Joe Biden and Kamala Harris campaigned for them. 
Chuck Schumer was salivating at their election. Now the question is, are they going to take their foot off the gas pedal and stop trying to destroy this country and play fair and square within the boundaries of the Constitution? And if they do not do that, then we have to find ways and find people who are strong enough to fight them within the civil society. Because I'm not going to promote a civil war. I've said many times, if you've listened to this show, and it sounds like you have, that the left is pushing the country to a point with their violence, with their demands, with their attacks on, on whole numbers of people in this country, just simply because of their race, or simply because of their party affiliation, or simply because where they live, that this is going to get violent. Have you heard me say that? And it is. Yes. And it is because you can't keep attacking a country at its foundational level. You can't keep attacking a civil society. You can't keep trashing people over and over again without a reaction. So I have been ringing the bells and banging the pots and pans and saying, stop it, cut it out on the left. And what happens today? You have a commentator on our favorite cable channel who's attacking Ted Cruz, Josh Hawley and the President of the United States. I'm going, this guy doesn't know. He just doesn't learn. He's a wind-up doll. You've got a, an anchor, a news anchor, who's doing his very, very best to tie Donald Trump to the violence in the Capitol building. Because Donald Trump isn't reacting the way he demands. But the great Joe Biden gave a speech today. He didn't give a speech about Antifa. He didn't give a speech about Black Lives Matter. He didn't give a speech when the White House was under attack and the president was dragged into the underground uh, bunker. We have a number of problems in this culture. There's no question about it. They're not going to be fixed in 15 minutes because we got here over a period of about 100 years. But things are coming to a head, and it is the responsibility of these people in Congress, these people on the courts, these people in the states who run everything, to back off and cut it out and stop with what you're doing and then lecturing us. You are contributing to this. You are contributing to this. When people found, feel like they're disenfranchised, when you call them relentlessly names and your news people or your politicians, when you think you have the power to tell people they can't go to church, or the power of life and death in nursing homes, and you conduct yourself in an outrageous manner, writing a book and doing all these other things. People are watching. People are watching the head of a teacher's union vacationing in Puerto Rico, telling everybody they need to keep the schools closed. If a country loses its virtue, it loses its country. It's that simple. You can write whatever constitution you want. We need term limits. We need all kinds of things. We need all kinds of things we need to uh, revamp and refresh. And let's hope some of this will wake up some people. Thank you for your call, my friend. I'll be right back. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest-growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. 
More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. So somebody tweeted out that cabinet members are looking at the 25th Amendment for removing the President of the United States. There's two things I would say about that. With two weeks left, the mechanics of the 25th Amendment wouldn't even enable you to remove a President of the United States under the 25th Amendment. So I don't know who's put that out. That's number one. Number two... What do you think the Trump supporters are going to say? I mean, what, what, is, what is with this insanity? What is with this insanity? The amendment says the vice president and a majority of either the principal officers of the executive departments, the 25th Amendment, or of such other bodies Congress may by law provide, must make a written declaration the president is unable to discharge the powers and duties of his office. Um, Section 4 empowers Congress to replace the cabinet by designating an alternative group through legislation, but Congress has never done so, and the president would presumably veto the legislation. Now, um, think that's going to happen? There's also appellate processes in here uh, within the 25th Amendment, which a president can use, and Congress, and so forth. It's a very difficult process. It's much more complicated than impeachment. It cannot be accomplished in two weeks. So what's this on Twitter? Or maybe CBS or something like that. But does this contribute to to the development of unity and the, the support for the civil society? This is exactly what I'm talking about. I was hoping when Joe Biden spoke today, he would condemn what took place on Capitol Hill. But he'd also say that I want to condemn all violence, including the violence that occurred this summer. Whether it's the individuals who breached the Capitol building or the individuals who charged the White House or the individuals who, who burned and rioted, created mayhem in our various cities. But he didn't say that. He didn't say that. So I'll say it. No violence is to be tolerated. Period. Got that media? No violence is to be tolerated. Period. The people who breached the Capitol building need to be found and prosecuted and hopefully imprisoned. 
Stop trying to exploit it politically, media. Stop trying to blame it on Donald Trump and his rally. You know damn well the vast majority of people who were at that rally were average American citizens who were protesting peacefully. That's a fact. You also know damn well that many millions of Americans are very upset about the outcome of this election. No, 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 no. Not because Biden wins, but because of the changes that were made in the states against their will by executive fiat and judicial decree. That's something that needs to be addressed and discussed. Stop brushing it under the rug. And you in the media? You're spewing poison. The things that you're saying, the way you're saying it, the people you're attacking. You're not journalists anymore. To call all the people who were there today part of a mob is a disgrace. Focus on the people who are the mob. Don't call everybody part of the mob. And you know if you're biased. If you're biased, step down. You're not a journalist. You're incapable of doing your job. You saw Project Veritas, what they exposed on CNN, and they're not alone. And let's be consistent. Follow the Constitution. Embrace it. Oppose any effort by Schumer and the Democrats to destroy it. Stand up against violence, whether it happens at the Capitol building or the federal courthouse in Portland. That's my position. I stand with the cops and I stand with law and order. And honestly, it breaks my heart to watch what happened at the Capitol building today. And it's time to drop these so-called contributors who are looking for ways to make political points, like blaming Josh Hawley or Ted Cruz for what took place in the Capitol building today. That is blasphemy. That is unconscionable and immoral. People shouldn't have a platform to character assassinate others like that because they disagree with their politics. But I want to thank all of you. I want to thank all of you, law-abiding American citizens who believe in the Constitution, who support the police, who want resolution, but who reject the condemnation that you've had to deal with year after year in the last several years. Now we expect the media to reflect on what it's done and been doing. We expect the politicians to reflect on what's been done and what they're doing. Because we only have limited power, you and I. We the people. Unfortunately. There's no quick fixes to this, ladies and gentlemen. But tomorrow we'll be here. We'll discuss it. We'll try and figure out ways, step by step, to confront this and to address this. But under no circumstances will I ever promote or embrace violence, no matter who is behind it. Period. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. And God bless each and every one of you. Thank you for being here, and I'll see you tomorrow. Be well.
from the Westwood One Podcast Network.